If you struggle with negative self-image and wonder where it comes from and what to do with it, then right now, plug into the Power Narrative, Chapter 7, Part 2, A Lie Told and a Lie Believed. I am your host, B. Green, and if you enjoy your time in the power plant, like, subscribe, and comment. Way back, a husband and his wife lived in a house with a big bay window. They could see what was going on in their neighbor's backyard. Now, this man's wife, she was on the nosy side, and she always had something to say. And her favorite pastime was watching the neighbor wash their clothes by hand and hang them up on the line to dry. Every time the wife would go on and on to her husband about what an awful job the neighbor did at washing their clothes. I mean, look at how dirty and dingy those clothes are and hanging them up on the line like they're clean. Ooh, I wonder what kind of people they are. If they wear dirty clothes, I wonder what the inside of their house looks like. So one day, the wife was about to go in on the neighbor's dirty laundry and her husband got up. She said, where are you going? And he said, there's something that I've known for a long, long time that I've needed to do. And today is that day. He went outside and he washed their filthy, dirty, dingy bay window. And his wife was stunned because the neighbor's clothes were immaculately clean. She believed what she saw based on her own point of view. There were factors that she did not consider and she jumped to the wrong conclusions. Now, when faced with the truth, was she allowed the pride and embarrassment of being wrong caused her to look for different reasons to look unfavorably upon her neighbor, ignoring the message that the experience was attempting to teach her? Or will she make the proper application and better herself after everything that she said? Will she acknowledge her tendency to find fault and badmouth others and change her tune? You may have heard your entire life about who and how you are and who and how others are based on someone's point of view that jump to the wrong conclusions, not having all the factors. And now you may believe falsehoods about yourself and others simply because of where you got your information from. There are seeds of deceit that have been planted and they've grown into trees. These are cues. And when we see them in other places, they bring out negative fruit in the forms of feelings and negative responses. These are triggers. And the roots of these things have grown near the roots of what makes us who we are. Sometimes these roots have been around longer than we've been alive. And we think it's just a natural part of who we are because it's our reputation or our family reputation. They continue to be passed down until now it's in your possession and you have to decide whether you want it to continue on in your life. These negative things, they came from somewhere. And if you want to know where they came from, do your research. We attempt to fix things in our lives, mostly through outward things. You see, these are band-aids and temporary fixes. Washing dirty windows, may help, 
but it's not enough long term to fix the reason why the behavior continues. Now, I'm not saying that these external fixes aren't necessary, but it's not deep enough to fix what's crying out from within. For example, when you see a show about how old cars are restored, yes, they may fix the body style. They may even go and replace the entire interior, but they go even deeper. They pop the hood and they see what's going on internally. Now, the exterior of the car and the interior of the car can be immaculate, but if it doesn't run, what's the point? I'm looking for restoration and I'm believing restoration for your life. The lie told and the lie believed keeps us from looking internally because we only take things at face value. We ignore the messages that tell us to look within. I have a medical background, so let's look at this terminology. There's a difference between signs, symptoms, disease, and injury. Signs are what a doctor sees during an examination, like uh, puffy, watery, discolored eyes. Symptoms are what a patient experiences, itchy eyes, pain, blurred vision. And disease is the cause of both signs and symptoms. Pink eye. Injury can also be the cause of the signs and the symptoms. For example, a foreign object stuck in the eye. Signs are the physical manifestation, the cues, things that we see or that we hear. Symptoms can be described as what one experiences. These are the triggers, the feeling or the impact due to what you've seen or heard. The disease or injury can be the cause of both. These are the roots, usually caused by believing in deception rather than truth. There are mental, physical, and spiritual injuries and diseases. The spiritual ones are where the roots are. These are the things that can't be seen. Truth is health and life. Deception is injury, disease, and death. Signs and symptoms of an illness can also be confused as the illness itself. The symptom may not be the illness, and that's why we see very little change in age-old struggles. For example, if I have a fever, I can treat the symptom with Tylenol and Advil, and the fever may go away, but it keeps coming back because I'm not treating the reason why I have the fever. There is a profound line from the movie Changing Lanes where Samuel L. Jackson's character is a recovering alcoholic who meets up with his AA sponsor and he tells him all the crazy things that he was involved in during that day. And his his AA sponsor goes off. He says everything decent is tied to covenant, a promise, and you broke the contract. And Samuel L. Jackson's character responds, yeah, I did all those things, but I didn't take a drink. Isn't that the point? And the sponsor replies, alcohol was never your drug of addiction. Your drug of choice is chaos. Chaos is a very popular reoccurring symptom. The signs could be addiction to drug abuse, addiction to negative relationships, 
or other forms of codependency or anything that keeps you distracted, that keeps you from getting it together, that keeps you from seeing yourself in order, that keeps you disconnected from the source of your strength. Chaos is the symptom. The injury or the illness is rooted in deception. What are you deceived about? Why is it so hard to figure out? Let me explain it like this. We have a large rose bush in a bed protected by brick. And with the roses come the thorns that protect them. Well, somehow, bedded within that rose bush, something else has grown. It has the potential to choke out the roses. But what makes it difficult to get to is the rose bush itself. Getting to the other plant is difficult because of the thorns. And the roots of the other plant seem to be very close to the roots of the rose bush, making it appear that it's a part of the same plant. We are protective of the things that we believe are a part of who we are, especially when the secrets cover shame. Sometimes addressing the truth means that we or the people before us that believe these things were wrong. We're more worried about protecting the false image of who someone is rather than telling the truth and starting to heal. We have a tendency to make excuses for the people that we love without correction, but a function of love is correction. Allowing someone that we love to continue in error isn't love. This is what can keep us from making the necessary changes in our own lives because we think that by taking a different stance, that it dishonors the living or the memory of the departed. But what's more dishonorable? Continuing to pass down harmful lies? Then we fear what we have to lose by telling the truth. Here's how chaos operates, and this is why it can be so damaging. We are all a part of the same species. Truth. We all have some of the same basic needs. Also true, but we are not all the same. It is when we push the falsehood that we're all the same that the problems begin because we think that everybody understands what we understand the way we understand it. And when someone else doesn't get it, we think that they do. And that's when it can be problematic, especially when it comes to our triggers. This can occur inside your circle and outside your circle. I'll explain both and we'll start with the outside first. I was having a conversation with two other people about current events and one individual says, you know, it's a shame how things are now. You know, I just wish they could go back to the way they were in the 1950s when I was a kid. It, it was just a better time. Ooh, now this, this was triggering for me because the American dream that my parents experienced was the American nightmare. And immediately my attitude changed. I mean, this had to be an attack. I mean, how could this individual stand there and say this? That's how the conversation made me feel then. Cues and triggers. Now here's the truth. The individual most likely didn't get it. They really were reflecting on a time that life was better for them. In the 1950s, this individual was a kid and this was their reality. They had no point of reference about what I was feeling about what they said and no point of reference about what my family went through 
because what their family went through was completely opposite due to appearances, color of skin. Now, here's the point of me telling this story. We all have different experiences. What is reality for one person may not be the reality for someone else. Family doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Home doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Freedom doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Justice does not mean the same thing for everyone. What often happens is we become dismissive of someone else's experience just because it wasn't our own. And if someone disagrees, then instead of listening to learn, we can allow things to escalate. I mean, because how could they not know? But the truth is, some people do know and they perpetuate lies and dissension on purpose. Some people don't know. They only believe what they know. And some of those people are willing to have a conversation and some people are not willing. I was able to recognize these cues and triggers and come to the understanding that not everything is a personal attack. And even if it could have been, I'm wise enough not to take the bait and start throwing bricks. Not every comment is worth my response. I mean, if there's nothing that can be gained through conversation, then why participate? The truth as a whole, the country was not a better place in the 1950s. Dr. King said it himself in the early 60s in a famous speech. America, all we're asking is that you live up to what you say on paper. Liberty and justice for all, not just some. When the world views you a particular way, it tries to force you to believe that you are exactly the way they say you are. But don't give up. Don't give in. As mentioned in the previous chapter, we were going to discuss the character arc of the Marvel character Magneto. There was a point where he tried to fit in and the world came back to remind him that he was a villain. And when he was forced to defend himself, he he looked up in the sky and he said, is this what I am? Magneto is an individual who is the way that he is because his entire life was shaped by pain. I mean, his parents were killed when he was a child, old enough to understand that the only reason why this happened was due to hatred because of how different they were. His experience with the way the world treated him was exponentially more harsh than how it treated Professor X. So these two men felt completely different about how they viewed the world. One man felt that they could find a way to live in peace together. The other man felt that no matter what they did to seek peace, the powers that be would always come to destroy those who were different. In his lifetime, he allowed the pain to cause him to live by the belief that anyone that was different than him was his enemy. He also believed that anyone that was like him, that befriended somebody that was different than them, was also his enemy. In his character arc, as he changed, as he grew, he came to see things differently. He even became the leader of the X-Men, the group that he used to try to destroy. He grew to understand that his pain was inflicted by those who would perpetuate hate and that everybody didn't believe in these same views. Addiction to pain 
as a result of chaos can cause somebody to give up from trying at all. This is also rooted in a lie told and a lie believed. No matter what you do from without or within, people are going to try to come for you. What happens when you find out that you've been lied to from a trusted source and the lie was not told in ignorance, but willfully? It can take you somewhere that you don't want to go. Then the choice of what to do with that anchor has to be determined. This is where leading with the spirit is of most importance. If you really want to get it together and uncover the reason why that lie can benefit your life. There was a situation that occurred between me and another individual where I found out that I was being lied to by this trusted source. It pays to live by principle over emotion rather than leading with the physical attempting to get even. I decided to use the anger wisely. Take my time and evaluate the situation. This information was revealed to me so that I could take a look at myself. Why am I in this situation? What responsibility do I bear in it? Have I been true to myself and my dealings with this individual? Or is the price of remaining in connection costing me to sacrifice a part of myself? Is this even healthy? What example am I setting when the clear truth is this individual is not a part of my tribe? What about our feathers caused us to flock together? So all this stuff I went through helped me understand what it was about myself that needed to change. I can't change nobody else. So earlier in the chapter, we looked at the story of Joseph. Now we're going to look at that same story from a different perspective, from his siblings' point of view. Their father favored Joseph because he was the first son from the woman he really loved, Rachel. His older children, (laughs) they felt some kind of way because they never received this kind of attention from dear old dad. The truth is, their father wasn't the same man that he was when they came on the scene. He made Joseph a special coat that he did not make for the others. And what this did was put a target on Joseph's back. This was all due to the favor that was shown to him. His other children internalized this special treatment. I could just hear it now. Why is he so special? Why does he love him more than he loves me? Why does he love Rachel more than my mom? She ain't nothing. He thinks he upgraded and now we're garbage. What's wrong with me? They allowed this type of chaos to fester and it was all rooted in a lie. They let their cues and their triggers fester. They allowed it to escalate. They allowed the anger and the hurt and the pain of how they felt inside turn to hatred towards their brother. They allowed what initially started out as injury to progress into disease. And at this point, they were so deceived that they felt that there was no other option but to kill him. So the story goes that their father sent Joseph to check on them while they were out working. And when he showed up, they were going to kill him. But one of his brothers had a change of heart. Instead of kill him, we'll just sell him into slavery. They took his coat, put goat's blood on it, brought it home to their father and asked, is this Joseph's coat? His father 
jumped to conclusions and said, a ferocious beast has killed my son. They created an illusion and allowed their father to jump to conclusions and believe a lie. Here's the truth. Their problem was really with their father, not Joseph. Did they feel better now that Joseph was gone? Did their lives improve? No, but what they did get to do was watch their father grieve and suffer. And what they did get to do was live with their own deception. We have seen what a lie told and a lie believed will cause. The challenge question is, are you willing to look deep enough within yourself to own your cues and triggers and uproot the lie so that you can heal? Thank you for your time. Be Green, reminding you that your story is being written every day. Take the pen.